Hey y'all, it's your girl LB. Welcome to the 10th episode of 305 The Juice. The 10th episode. I didn't even think that I would like make five episodes. Like I thought, yeah, like I'll make a couple of episodes. I'm gonna put it down and get bored with it. But nope, bitch, I'm back. <laughs> oh my gosh. Today, there's a lot of dark shit that I want to discuss. I hate to get dark. However, there have been there has been some things that have happened over the past couple of weeks that have really disturbed me, really and truly disturbed me. Um, did you guys hear about um, this story? There was this woman. Her name is Tammy Lawrence Daly. Um, she's a she's from Delaware, and she went on vacation with her husband and a couple of friends in the Dominican Republic. She stayed at this resort, and so she decides. In the middle of the night that she's going to walk her little white ass to a store and buy a snack, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, needless to say, she was white. Do I even got to say it? I hate to make it about race, but bitch, you're in, a, you're in foreign land. Like, what the fuck made you say, oh, you know what, hubby? I'm going to go get a snack. I'll be right back. In the middle of the night, you don't know this country lady? Anyway... She ends up getting beaten so badly, and then they drag her, like, down this hole, and she ends up there for eight days. She survives for eight days, and then she ends up getting rescued, and um, it's really, really, like, crazy, because I was like, why did they beat her and not rob her? It didn't make no sense to me. If you ask me, I think that she was set up by the husband, because there are people in this in this country of a certain shade of a certain lighter pigment there are people who lack melanin who kill their wives because they want to get a divorce and they don't want to pay for it and um yeah i'm I'm not like i said i don't want to make it about race but you know connect the dots connect the dots so um so she here's a quote from her she's like i had to take some time to heal before i could put it out there which means I was embarrassed because I made a stupid decision. Ma'am, ma'am, you're 51 years old. You know better. And she goes on to say, I'm in a place that I'm in a I'm in my healing. Wait, I'm in a place in my healing that I felt strong enough to be able to share it without breaking down and without worrying about what others are going to judge me. That last part kind of didn't make sense. Yeah. Bad journalism. But anyway, um, I just like I felt bad for her but at the same time i'm like okay you kind of put yourself in that situation sis you got to be careful and speaking of being brutally beaten did y'all see the new ava duvernay um netflix special the four-part series um when they see us it's called when they see us okay it's gonna be some spoilers in here so if you haven't turned on your netflix over the past couple of days do not i repeat do not continue listening to this podcast just like click that x button get out of this app or whatever app you in because it's about to be some motherfucking spoilers so i'm watching i heard about central park five the victims of five little boys who um ended up wrongly incarcerated and wrongly convicted um the only reason i knew is because obama started talking about it a few years ago but um 
I kind of like forgot about it. I didn't really know what had happened. And also like I was much younger than I am now and I wasn't as abreast on um, like some of the main headlines that were happening. Like now, like I'm more aware, I'm more woke, if you will. <laughs> I hate that word sometimes, but it's true. It's like, you know, we and then like there's social media too. Like back in the day, if you didn't really know about something, like it really wasn't your fault unless you was watching the news like all the time. So what had happened is, um, okay, so it was these five black boys in Harlem and they chilling they in the neighborhood one night and like a whole bunch of kids, they like run into the park, like older kids. Okay, so the five kids, they're like between the ages of 14 and 16. So one of the boys in particular, Corey Wise, his story just, that shit did something to me. And I, I never cried so much. I cried so much. Like, my heart felt hurt. And I was just, I felt like a mother. Like, wow. Like, I wanted to help them. I'm just watching this shit unfold in front of me. So, they go to the park. And it's like a whole, a shitload of teenagers. A shitload of black little teenagers. It's probably like 30 of them, right? So, Corey Wise didn't even want to go to the park that night. He was with his girlfriend, and his homeboy comes, and he's like, hey, banging on the window, like, hey, come to the park, like, you know, like, kids doing wild shit, you know how it is, it's like, when you're in high school, and some kids about to fight, and everybody just gathers around in, in droves, and and they watch, it was kind of like that, like, you know, some shit about to go down, but you can't help it, because you want to go and see it, so, they go to the park, and it's, it's a, um, it's a, it's a guy there, um, yeah, it was a white guy, and it was it was a girl, a white guy and a white girl, and they was like basically like messing with them. Some dudes at the park, some random dudes, they're troublemakers, whatever. It had nothing to do with the five best friends, right? Well, actually, no, they weren't even best friends. Um, two of them knew each other, and then like the other three was just like some some dudes at the park, like they weren't even friends. I take that back. So, so they see what's going on. So then the cops come. And they just like kind of like raid the place and chase everybody. And one of the little boys, the youngest one, the 14 year old, I forget his name, he got hit with a helmet and and um by one of the cops. Another one of the guys, uh, well, another one of the Central Park Five, he sees him get hit in the head. Anyways, the cops round all them up. They arrested people. They end up going to jail. And come to find out, while that incident was happening with the dudes, like, terrorizing that white couple, another lady not too far from that location, a white lady, was being beaten and raped and left for dead. So, the cops are just so, like, bloodthirsty. They're like, hey, we gotta arrest somebody. We gotta pin it on somebody. So, they, like, um... They, they coerced these five men into telling a fake story that didn't even exist. Like, they coerced them and be like, didn't you rape that woman? And they tell the youngest guy, the youngest little boy, the 14-year-old, um, they was like, how did you get that um, bruise on your face? Because she hit you, didn't she, while you was raping her? He's like, yeah, I guess. Keep in mind, this was in 1989, okay? Like, black people basically had no rights. In some ways, we still don't, but I'm not going to take it there today. They took those kids into the police station without a guardian, without a lawyer, without a parent, like, just straight interrogating them, making them, like, write these false statements, and they was just like, yeah, I guess that's what happened. It was so sad. They're kids. And then, so long story short, and I'm going to, like, forward it because they end up going to jail. All five of them get um, between six and 14 years apiece, right? And... 
the guy, Corey, the only reason why he went to the police station is because when they rounded up his friend, he, they was like, hey, if you want to go home, just come downtown with your friend. We just want to ask y'all some questions. And they get there and the cops just totally like lie on them and just piece together this shabby story about some shit that never happened and you think about it and you're like wow like imagine all the other innocent black men that this has happened to it's time for prison reform like i support meek mill 100 percent you know with what he's doing and jay-z because it's like dang like even sometimes you be innocent as hell and you can't afford a lawyer and you end up going to prison for a long time that's really sad so um so the lady who oh and then let me let me um not leave out like a very gruesome detail the boy the last one he was raped in prison he was beaten and he was like so innocent he and he and they tried to kill him like he was in a laundry room and it was like some nazis there and they beat him up he just got beat up and beat up and even when he tries to fight back like he was so little because at some point you're gonna get tired of getting beat up and he tried to fight back, but he's so small. Like, these grown men were attacking him for no reason. It was really sad. So, in the end, um, they end up getting exonerated because he meets this uh, Hispanic boy who admits to being the person who committed the murder. And they take his DNA sample, and they find out that he really acted alone. And let me tell you how he killed this white, this white lady. It was a jogger. And, you know, I know sometimes we put ourselves in bad situations like like the lady Tammy Lawrence Daly. But in this case, this woman had no defense. I don't even know how she survived. Okay, so she was jogging and she's she's running. She has on her headphones really loud. And the guy, the Hispanic guy who killed her, his last name was Reyes or something like that. He just jumped out the bushes with a huge tree branch like huge when i tell y'all he whacked the shit out of this lady from the back he whacked the shit out of her head i'm surprised she didn't even die right there in the moment then he drags her into the bushes he rapes her and she's screaming she's trying to fight him and he's he finally he just get fed up because she's like kicking him and stuff and he gets this big ass rock and he's like shut the fuck up and boom, he banged the head on her head. Uh, he banged the rock on her head. Like I'm shocked that her brains didn't like spill out of her ears. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to get so dark. I told y'all this is gonna be a dark and a quick episode. But I was just like, she had no chance, and she still ended up surviving. And she can't. She lost her sense of smell. Um, her nose was broken. Like he, and then they was like, okay, so what happened? He's like, I don't know. He's like, she was still breathing, but I figured by the time I left, she was going to be dead. The nigga put on her headphones and just walked down the street in a blood-soaked shirt, and they still found a way to pick five random young black boys to prosecute and convict. It was unbelievable. And, and just like the imagery of the Netflix special too, shout out to Ava DuVernay, the imagery of it, the acting was on point. It was an all-star cast. It, it was so good. But I'm telling you, like, watch it with caution because it will get you in your emotions. And that's exactly what happened um, today, actually. So, okay, the woman who prosecuted them, because even in the end, she was still saying, oh, no, they did it. She's like, we just found the six rapists. Really, lady? So five random black boys who don't even know each other just happened to stumble into the park, find this Hispanic dude. They talked about raping somebody and they all got together and killed and raped this lady together. Come on, that doesn't even logically make sense. Her name is Linda Fairstein. And um, 
she's she's the blonde lady in the movie when you watch it she deleted all her social media accounts after like black twitter just like hopped on her so bad for the past few days just the idea oh and by the way linda fairstein wrote four books like when all this happened and, it, and supposedly that's not the first time that she prosecuted like innocent black men and um they just they i mean she was she was still living her best life y'all should see her profile picture her name is linda fairstein like if you go on baller alert you'll see her her picture because like she took down like all her social media but it's just the fact that she's still living today like she didn't do anything wrong She's just like chilling, oh la da da, like on Twitter, on Facebook, and I'm just so happy that this story resurfaced because a lot of people kind of heard about what happened, but we we didn't know the details. And these kids were like babies, babies. The youngest one was 14, and they was like, "Do you know what rape is?" He's like, "I don't know. I guess it got something to do with sex." Like <laughs> they really did not know the the father, who was the guy from The Wire. I forget his name. Y'all know the one from The Wire with the big scar on his head. He played the father of one of the um one of the kids, and uh, at that time, like I said, it was in 1989. So. The cop was like, listen, you better get your son to cooperate and you better like let him know like what it is. And then the cop was like, I know where you work at. He had a good job, you know. So he basically the cop threatened his job. And then that's when he came back in the interrogation room and told his son, just tell them what they want to hear and then we'll go home. And like their lives was never the same. Talking about family members dying while you're in prison. His daddy like lost his mind and like he didn't want to be with the mom anymore because they knew like in the beginning soon as the movie come on as soon as you see what's happening you already know they going to prison and it was it was really really bad but um y'all ladies just be careful out in these streets that's all i can say if you have time um for these over these next couple of days to hit that netflix up y'all must watch when they see us it's the most amazing piece of cinematography in 2019 okay And on that note, stay black, stay proud. I'm LB. 